welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. In previous podcasts regarding salvation, we studied the purpose of God, the sovereignty of God, and the election, adoption, and predestination of God, and the creation of God. Not only did God plan and put in motion the salvation of those he foreknew before the world, but he must see to it that each child of grace be created and brought to salvation. As has been said before, a plan is of no benefit unless it comes to pass. Unless divine providence overrules the whole of creation, how can one be certain that any child of grace would be created and be the individual that he should be unless God overrules in every detail of his life to bring him to the culmination of being conformed to the image of Christ? See Romans 8.29. Remember that Revelation 13.8 and 17.8 tells us about the redeemed whose names were Quote, written in the book of life of the Lamb from the foundation of the world. End of quote. The name of a person is descriptive of the individual and includes his chromosomal makeup down to his DNA. Think of this You are who you are because of your ancestry. This includes your father and mother, grandfather and grandmother, and going back in your lineage to the beginning. Suppose your lifetime to be one generation and your parents to be the second generation and your grandparents are the third generation and so on. With this in mind, if you go back 10 generations, 512 people had to be alive and involved in who you are. Go back 20 generations, 524,244 people would need to be for you to be born with your genetic makeup. If you extend it to 30 generations, the total would be 536,870,912. According to Wikipedia, a generation is considered to be from 20 to 30 years, with an average of 25 years. Therefore, it is possible that if the records were available, your genealogy could be traced back beyond 30 generations. What is the point of all of this? Simply that you are not here by accident. You are here and who you are by the providence of God. If you are redeemed, your name was written in the book of life of the Lamb. You, with all your chromosomal makeup, with your DNA, you are who you are on purpose. You are not a random product of human nature. As the psalmist said, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14. Allow me to quote the surrounding context. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. 
I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. In fact, the whole psalm is about the providential dealings with the psalmist throughout his life and is equally applicable to us today. One will find a rich gold mine of spiritual treasure by studying this psalm. When we consider the above statistics and the providence of the Lord, this is astounding. Think of all the wars, plagues, famines, sicknesses, diseases, birth defects, and other factors surrounding the birth of each individual and his lifespan and his mate in producing their offspring in our genealogy. Surely we ought to give praise to the Lord in seeing to it that we were born naturally in this world so that we would be born spiritually by the Holy Spirit and eventually live with God in glory forever. This is only one of many factors in the subject of salvation that shows that God is involved from beginning to end and with everything in between in conforming us into the image of His darling Son and blessing us to enjoy Him forever. The English word providence is found only one time in Scriptures. It is Acts 24.2, where the orator Tertullius was testifying against Paul before Felix after the high priest Ananias arrived in Caesarea. And when he was called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness, and that every worthy deed are done unto this nation by thy providence. End of quote. The Greek word is pronoia, and is from a word meaning forethought. The meaning of prononia is provident care or supply, and is translated providence or provision. It is translated provision in Romans 3.14, quote, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. The question may be asked that if the Lord has providential care over the whole creation, as well as his people, Why is it that he allows and so ordains that there should be sin in the world and that it should be necessary for the people of God to be saved from their sins? In reality, the human mind is unable to plumb the depths of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Many men have written and preached and discussed this, and there are many questions that are unanswerable. We can only know what he has revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures. However, I believe the 1689 London and the 
1742 Philadelphia Confession of Faith explains it as well as any man can. Forgive me for trying your patience by quoting chapter 5 of Divine Providence in total as found in William L. Lumpkin's Baptist Confessions of Faith. The pronouns he and his, etc., with reference to God is capitalized. Also, the numberings of the references are corrected. For time's sake, I will not quote the references, though they are supplied in the text of the podcast. 1. God, the good creator of all things, in his infinite power and wisdom, doth uphold, direct, dispose, and govern all his creatures and things, from the greatest even to the least, by his most wise and holy providence to the end for which they were created, according to his infallible foreknowledge and the free and immutable counsel of his own will, to the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy. Second article. Although in relation to the foreknowledge and decree of God, the first cause of all things come to pass immutably and infallibly, so that there is not anything befalls any by chance or without his providence, yet by the same providence he ordereth them to fall out according to the nature of second causes, either necessarily, freely, or contingently. Article 3. God, in his ordinary providence, maketh use of means yet is free to work without, above, and against them at his pleasure. Article 4. The almighty power, unsearchable wisdom, and infinite goodness of God so far manifest themselves in his providence that his determinate counsel extendeth itself even to the first fall and all other sinful actions, both of angels and men, and that not by a bare permission, which also he most wisely and powerfully boundeth, and otherwise ordereth and governeth, in a manifold dispensation to his most holy ends. Yet so, as the sinfulness of their act proceedeth only from the creatures, and not from God, who being most holy and righteous, neither is nor can be the author or approver of sin. Article 5. The most wise, righteous, and gracious God doth oftentimes leave for a season his own children to manifold temptations and corruptions of their own heart, to chastise them for their former sins, or to discover unto them the hidden strengths of corruption and deceitfulness of their hearts, that they may be humbled, and to raise them to a more close and constant dependence for their support upon himself, and to make them more watchful against all future occasions of sin, and for other just and holy ends so that whatsoever befalls any of his elect is by his appointment for his glory and their good. Article 6. 
As for those wicked and ungodly men whom God as a righteous judge for former sin doth blind and harden, from them he not only withholdeth his grace, whereby they might have been enlightened in their understanding and wrought upon their hearts, but sometimes also withdraweth the gifts which they had, and exposeth them to such objects as their corruption makes occasion of sin, and withal gives them over to their own lusts, the temptations of the world, and the power of Satan, whereby it comes to pass that they harden themselves under those means which God useth for the softening of others. Article 7. As the providence of God doth in general reach all creatures, so after a more special manner it taketh care of his church or people, and disposeth of all things to the good thereof. Our time is up for today. Farewell. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Baptist Perspective. We archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again. Do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening? Visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com. That's baptistperspective.wordpress.com. Thanks again for listening.